Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bria. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Veronica from Amp Fitness Arlington in Arlington, Texas. What's up, Veronica? How are you today? Hey, how you doing? I am doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Yes, absolutely. Alrighty, so let's jump right into the details here. How did you get started in fitness? What led you to gym ownership? Okay, so actually, Am Fitness has been going almost 10 years now. I started Am Fitness as a member. Okay. I, yes, I was a member maybe for almost five years, five or six years. Um, when we got hit by the pandemic, the previous owner, it, I, I haven't been the owner forever, but the previous owner decided, well, they closed down. They made all fitness locations to close down. I think we closed down, I'm not sure if it was a month or three months around there. Mm-hmm. Well, when they reopened, the owner decided to close down. I'm not sure if it was because of the pandemic, we got hit really hard. We had just moved to a new location. So it was hard. So when he decided to announce everyone that it was time to close down M Fitness, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Number one is that I couldn't believe a place like Amphitness was going to close down. Mm-hmm. The community needed this to keep going. So I decided and I talked to the owner, the previous owner's will. I told him, are you serious? Because he jokes, jokes around too much. So I was like, maybe he's just playing around with us. And I asked him, like, are you actually closing down? He said, yes, unless you want to take over. When he told me that, I... Yes, I was scared because we were right in the middle of the pandemic. Things were crazy. Everybody was crazy. A lot of a lot of people that were working out at gyms, they decided to buy their own equipment and do it from home. And I knew that a lot of them were not going to come back because when they had everything set up at home, they were going to stay there. But hey, I decided to hop in. I decided to like, yes, let's give it a try. I wanted to continue the legacy. I wanted to continue what we had at Amp Fitness. Right. We are a, a, a boot camp, but more than a boot camp, it's like, an, like a fitness family where you come and you feel part of the family, where you come and you forget about work and all that stuff. So yes, that's, that's how I got into Amp Fitness. Yeah, I love that. You wanted to continue that uh community. I was just having a conversation this morning with somebody who um, was saying the same thing. You know, it's like, it's so much more than just the gym. The community behind it is, is really huge. And if that goes away, it's really hard. You know, it's really hard to find that and, and recreate that somewhere else. So I can definitely see why you would want to step in and keep that alive for both yourself and for the other people that were there. So I love that. Um, now, how many how many members, actually, before we get to that, let's talk about your business model and the way that you structure things within the business. Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through what that looks like. As of right now, we're only doing group classes, group training. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have four classes a day. We start from the morning, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, and they're small group uh, classes. So it's basically that we focus a lot on weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I just find that the best way to drop weight, the best way to tone up, lifting, lifting, lifting. <laughs> and that's my main thing, lifting weights. And uh, we do have our cardio days, so it's just a great combination to actually get some results lifting. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Okay. So now how many members are you currently serving at the facility? Right now I'm serving between 40 and 50 members. Okay. As of right now, um, before the pandemic, we were a lot more, uh, the previous owner had a lot more too. Uh, one of my reasons to, to take over and I wanted to continue like this, I want everyone to feel welcome to at fitness. If you're a non-speak English person, mm -hmm. if you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, it does not matter the race. It does mm -hmm. not matter where you come from. I want you to be able to, and that's my main goal to to for you to walk in over here. If if you were to see my gym, it's all colorful. It has it's and that's what I wanted to continue to be like for you to be. I've seen it in other places. Um, I've been in some places where you only see certain kind of people. Either mm -hmm. they focus on one race or they focus on one. Uh, it's stronger people. If someone older comes in, you're maybe not welcome there. So we here, I want it to be all races, all ages, for anybody, everybody. Our oldest yeah. member is about to turn 68. Awesome. I love that. That's so yeah. great. And Absolutely. it does not matter if you have whatever your situation is, if you have knee problems, back problems, we adjust everything for it to work for you. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that. Okay. So now as far as growing the membership, helping more people, getting those numbers back up to where they were prior to COVID, how are you getting the word out there to people in the community and uh, kind of spreading the word about what it is that you do to bring people back into the gym or new faces into the gym? As of right now, and you know how social media has grown. So it's all through social media, it's all through Facebook. Uh, we run, the way we do it is one, we run our 30 day challenges Mm -hmm. where you get your meal plan, you get unlimited workouts. Um, so we throw out those ads on, on social media. And that's the main, main interest of our new members through social media. We get a new member and then they start inviting their friends. And if you bring a friend, you'll get a discount. So mainly social media. Yeah, we okay. we tried doing it the old way by passing out uh, flyers, but it's maybe sad is to know that they get it and throw it away. They're more focused on social media. They open open Facebook, they open TikTok, they open Instagram, and everything is there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely switched to more of the the online platforms for that, which is actually in a lot of ways, a good thing because it's more trackable, right? Yes. It's like if we hand out flyers or, you know, send out postcards or anything of that nature, while we like the idea of it, we just don't know that it's getting to the right people, right? Or how many people are actually seeing it or how many people are taking action because of it. It's very hard to track that. And when we talk about growth, if we can't track it, it's very hard to grow it, right? Because we need to, right. to figure out the factors that actually are leading to growth. So that is definitely one of the positive things about the social media stuff is that we can see how many people are clicking on ads and how many people are actually taking action because of a particular ad. So it makes it a lot easier to be able to track those things and figure out, you know, what's working and what's maybe not working. So yes, ma'am, you're right on that. Yes, yeah. ma'am, you're right with that. For sure. So now how many new faces on average would you say per month that you're seeing come into the gym? I will tell you that out of 20, between 20 or 15, um, we do have those members that 
they're looking for free trials and they hop from one gym to another one. We do have those. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe from 15 a month or we get a lot of emails. I want to try it. And then you get in touch with them and they just like, never mind. Or, you know, you have to get to them right, right when they send you the email, right when they hit the button, like, okay, let's come on, let's do this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be challenging for a lot of gym owners, because as you know, as the owner of the gym, you're wearing a lot of hats, right? It's like you're doing a lot of different things on a daily basis. So it makes it very challenging to a lot of times pay attention to those little details and make sure that, you know, if somebody reaches out, you're responding right away. Um, and along with that, have you ever considered automating some of those responses so that people do get a response right away? You know what I thought about it? It's just that I feel, and that's one thing different from M Fitness, you will not receive an auto um, a message written down by a computer or anything like that. It's always coach from member, like from me. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm in a situation where when I seen the previous owner, it was just him running the business. He was doing everything. And so I tried doing that, but I think I'm ready. I'm ready to grow this place more. I'm ready to hire coaches. I'm ready to hire someone to just focus on social media because you're right. I only, I don't only own this business. I have another business too, where oh that, yes, that consumes, takes my time so much and getting back to people like right at that moment. Well, I was busy at the other business and then I wasn't able to text back or get back with them. So we're actually in the process of hiring, hiring someone else. It is hard. I'm one of those persons that you get kind of nervous about it. They're not gonna do things like me. They're not gonna talk to them like me. They're not gonna be as patient as I am. Now, the other thing is I'm bilingual. So like I said, if you're in Spanish, English, I do everything Spanish and English. So in that situation, we actually have trouble too trying to hire someone that does speak Spanish and English. So right. I had tried several people, but they're either only Spanish or only English. So, yeah. but yes. I'm definitely ready to get that next step. I'm actually ready, like, okay, you cannot do everything, Veronica. Go ahead and hire someone. Let's make this grow. Right. It took me a while. It took me a while to set up because, like I told you before, when I took over, they had just moved to a new building and things weren't right there. So we we had a month. when we When I took over the gym, I had a month to move out. I had a month to look for a new place. So everything was crazy, crazy. And once we were moving to the new place, obviously I was not gonna set up in a month. Uh, mm -hmm. It took me almost six months to actually set up the machine, set up the weights, everything. And right this year is when we are like, okay, we're open everything set up now I'm ready to give that step right yeah absolutely and I completely understand that it's it's hard to let go of some of that control really you know because it's like you know that if you're doing it it's going to be the highest level of service it's going to be done in a way that makes sense you know it's hard to let go of some of that control and allow somebody else to step in and take over some of those tasks because you know you don't want the level of service to drop you want things to be consistent across the board so it can definitely be challenging um you know but along I, I guess like, i'm sorry no go ahead i i have members that had come from other places where everything is goes through the system every the coaches are trained to uh just like make sure the form is good. And obviously that's really important. Make sure they're um, working out, but you don't get trained. I guess it's, it's kind of hard to actually put your heart in it. Yeah, right. You know? so, 
it's hard to like to uh, like if they don't feel it if they don't love what they're doing they're not gonna put their heart over here uh, uh you will not see someone walk in and not be called by their name mm -hmm. like, hey chelsea welcome come on let's go you got this chelsea you got this maria so just by calling them by their name just getting there like one-on-one -on -one and telling them you got this it's different even though we're a group training and a lot of places do that but they talk to them in general like okay and then you're done okay bye it's crazy over here that we're done and then we stay here and visit how your kids are you know we get that little time we have our brunches together we actually just last weekend we had a sip and paint event here at the gym and they just had a blast it's just uh, and fitness is just more of more than just working out it's just it's like a family like a small family we gather over here we actually if someone's going through a situation guys let's get together and pray for this um situation so it's is that it's it's that's the hardest thing to like kind of transform that to like okay is this business is this I, and i don't see it that way mm -hmm. yes, yeah we i mean wanna see the money coming in yes we want to see business you know but then we want to continue that legacy like make it feel like uh, a family for you right absolutely yeah and there can definitely be a balance between the two right and really right. it's just it's more about helping more people right it's like why would you ever limit yourself on the amount of people that you can help and add to that community you know it's like every person that is added to that community it helps it helps spread the word more it helps grow that atmosphere that you have in the gym so that's that's awesome i love that i love the um it being more than a gym, you know, because it, it is, it's more than just working out. It's, it's like a family, like an extended family. So that's great. Now, one thing I always love to ask about with every gym owner that I speak with is what is the biggest challenge that you're facing right now within the business? Cause there's typically something that is, uh, the main focus uh, as far as the challenge goes within the business. So what is that for you? I'm going to tell you that with me, my biggest challenge is social media. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I'm, I'm a little old style. Like you said, times have changed and just keep up with social media. And I guess, and I know, I, I know my biggest issue is that to make it grow, I have to stay on it. I have to stay on it. I have to like keep, I mean, we have so much competition out there. There's so many places there. There are places like Anytime Fitness that will charge you $20 a month or there are places that charge you $10, you know? You have to let them know why, why you should come over here and how to just call their attention. So for my, my biggest challenge is that bringing in new members is gonna be through social media and managing that is just, it takes time. It takes yeah. time. And that is the reason I tell you that, I, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to hire someone. I'm ready to get that help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. right, absolutely. Yeah, take some of those things uh, off of your plate, you know, and trying to figure out everything and allow you to focus on the things that, one, you really enjoy, and two, that kind of move the needle the most for you within the business. So both very important aspects there. Um, now, one last thing before we start to wrap up here, what is one of the most important things that you've learned since taking over the gym and, and becoming an owner of a gym? I would say the most important thing for me to since I took over, I'm, I'm a really sentimental person. So um, I need to know, I need to understand that not everybody does it just to, to have a, just to do it for fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not everybody does it because they want to change in their life. Some of, some of, 
them do it just because they want to do something. So me not seeing the diff the change in one person, me trying to like, okay, what's wrong here? What is it that you're not following? Because we offer everything. We give them the meal plan. It's a it's almost like a one-on-one -on -one training because mm -hmm. it's our our classes are run between 10 to 15 people. So um, the hardest thing is to see someone here and some of them, they do wish it's changed, but you don't see it. You right. wish to just to do this and okay, there. we. You see the difference, you see how you look, you see that it's a lot better. Uh, so my biggest challenge is that and I'm not seeing the change or not seeing a difference in a person some of them really want it, but they don't put the effort or it's just right. hard. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, and I think, I think that was one of the, my coach that used to be the owner, he would share those moments with me. And I, he said, I know, I understand it's hard. You can offer a thousand meal plans, but if they don't change their mindset, nothing is going to happen so more than working out more than having a family we're trying to change that mindset mm -hmm. if yeah. we don't change their mindset uh, things are not going to happen right yeah absolutely right sometimes it's hard when it's almost like you want it for them more than they want it for them yes right and it's yeah. like if you could just kind of uh transfer your own mindset and your own focus and your own drive to them <laughs> to actually get them to where they want to be, then that would be, that would be huge, you know, because it's like, once they start to win, once they start to see the results that they're looking for, then it's like, okay, it's easy for them to keep going. Right. But a lot of the time it's just actually getting them to start and, and make that shift in their mindset and their approach and, just get rolling, you know. So definitely, I, I you're right. And for and, and for that, that is the reason we do our challenges. We do them for the members too, mm -hmm. for them to not use like just make it a, a ha like just a habit or just coming in and out. We do challenges for the members too. They get prices that they drop. Um, we actually have a calendar that we created for those that have won. Um, challenges and then if you get to a certain level or something uh your picture gets to be on the calendar and so cool <laughs> yeah so and they get so motivated this this i started it myself last year and now i have some of the members well next year i want to be in the calendar so i'm gonna work <laughs> there you go so that's, i guess that's my biggest challenge just wanting to see the the difference or what they're wanting to have. I, I just want to see it so bad in them for them to feel happy. I want to bring that happiness. I want to bring that self-confidence. Confident, so I would say that's my biggest challenge. Yeah. On the members, getting members, it's not a big challenge for me because I know once I do what I need to do, because I know what I need to do, I know I'll get it. I know, right. mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. All right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Speaking of social media, where can we find you? Okay, so we're bigger at, on Facebook. Just go ahead and click there and finish studio. And you'll see us there. You, you'll have a link to hit there. And we're at 5716 South Green Oaks in Arlington. You step, come by, yes, ask for a free class and you'll see, you'll love it and you'll stay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty. So Veronica from Amp Fitness Arlington in Arlington, Texas. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been so great having you on the show. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. 
But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Sonny from Gym SRQ in Sarasota, Florida. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about what you have going on over there at your facility. Before we dive into that, though, let's hear a brief backstory. How did you get into the gym owner shoes? How did this all come about? Well, once upon a time, uh, I was a small child and I decided to go to college and I worked for a couple corporate gyms and I knew then I wanted my own gym. Um, a couple of years later, I met a man who shared the same dream. We put a business plan together and worked at a corporate facility. Being trainers in a corporate facility, you get the user end where people come in, they'll pass the the greet, meet and greet station and they'll come to you and complain about everything they don't like. Well, what you get to thinking about is I can do that better. I can do that for ourselves. So my, at the time, husband and I decided let's open a gym together. Seven years later, uh, I don't work with my husband any longer. I am another train. I am another partner short and they don't prepare you for this business uh, with just a business degree and it's, it's been a lot, but I've always wanted to be in the gym business and I didn't know it until I had a lot of experience to come back to it. Yeah. So you truly did like open <laughs> up this gym. Um, you know, many of us kind of walk into a pre-existing business, but for you, like you really started this out. And so now how long have you been in business here? I've been lucky enough to have uh, another partner this whole time. And we've been in business for seven years. Okay, so you've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. So um, props to you for making it through these past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And this industry is like completely different now than it was pre-2020. Um, but for our listeners here, give us your elevator pitch of Jim SRQ. Kind of tell us who you are, what services you provide. Really paint that picture so that your business model makes sense to us as we move forward in the conversation. Great, great. So we took over a space in a shopping plaza that's about 14,000 square foot um, and turned it into a gym. Uh, we have cardio equipment. We have uh, full uh, full pin selectorized machines. We have all of the cable lines. We have, um, you know, plate loaded, bumper plates, assisted stretching. So that's the facility itself. We do have eight personal trainers on staff. We do have small group training and we have um, just stellar staff. So we claim to be the friendliest and the cleanest gym in Sarasota. And we were just recently voted number one by Sarasota Magazine. So we are using that for marketing purposes, but also so appreciative because it's voted by the people. So that's who we are and we welcome everybody. Okay, cool. Um, so kind of like a facility where you have a little bit of everything going on, right? If I'm somebody who wants to come in and train on my own, I can, I have that option. If I want personal training, I also have that option. And then you said some group training as well, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. So, um, let's kind of talk about the personal training side of things in this business model. Personal training is great because one, it brings in a little bit more revenue than a normal membership. Mm -hmm. And two, like for our clients, it helps our clients reach their goals a little bit faster because they have like a direct plan to help them reach those goals. And when right. our clients are reaching their goals, they want to stay with us for a long time. And it's just an ongoing cycle. So personal training is really good. What percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from the personal training side of things? 45%. Now I can tell you that it used to be 85% pre-COVID. Um, we have dropped tremendously post-COVID in both memberships and personal training, but at this time, 45% of our revenue is coming from training. And we are down to eight trainers at this time. I'm saying down to because, let's face it, full-time trainers are very, very hard to find. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, not, that's kind of something that everybody's facing right now, as yeah. unfortunate as it is. Mm -hmm. um, 
So with, you know, 45% rev of your revenue coming from PT, that's pretty good. Like most people that are running a gym similar to yours, similar square footage, similar kind of style, I'm usually hearing like 15, 25. So to hear that, you know, you have 45% now and you were once in the 80 percentile, 80th percentile, that's amazing. Um, and um, that kind of says a lot about your facility. My question to you is like, do you guys advertise the personal training or how do people like come in knowing that you offer personal training? So funny enough, uh, we opened this facility being a training gym with the option to work out outside of that. So most facilities that our small boutique gyms, it's almost known that it's personal training is involved. So as soon as someone walks in, we're talking about the membership and then we're talking about, you know, training. Uh, what I'd love to, to say is that all of my associates at the front are able to speak intelligently about what they're going to get out of training and bypass the whole membership and make it a, a byproduct, but that, that doesn't happen in a perfect world. So what we do now is we do advertising on social media. Our word of mouth is um, paid back. So anybody who recommends someone to come in and purchases a certain training pack qualifies for complimentary training. We also have a referral program that takes money off of their membership. Um, a lot of times people will default to training as opposed to taking a traditional unled membership or an open gym membership because it will include the cost of um, the membership in it. So that's a good way that we have been able to use larger packages or have someone do large, larger packages because we're including the membership. Um, it, is, it is imperative that we do ask that once they're complete with their training sessions, we stay on top of them for renewals. Our renewals are, I mean, we are about 45% for renewals, which is fantastic, but um, our retention is very high as well for training, but not for memberships. Our memberships, our usage I know for, for memberships is about 150 to 125 people per day on average with our membership base being at about 400. And those are people that are paying members, not our Silver Sneaker Healthcare members. We kind of just count that as icing on the cake. But the reason we keep that is because having those healthcare memberships allows us to have more at-bats, if you will, or opportunities for training. We get a lot of people that don't have to pay for membership. They're more apt to take that um, training assessment. We have found that a lot of uh, experiences that people have had doing that assessment is they feel like they're going to be sold. So we have educated our trainers to just constantly educate and educate as they're doing the assessment and then just giving them an offer to being a part of something. You know, that hardball sale at the very end doesn't have to be, you know, super intense if you're over-educating because we only expect that person to take home about 60% of what you're, what you're vomiting onto them. And I also give the freedom to the trainers to say, you know what, if one session is not enough, maybe they didn't understand, let's make them touch it, feel it and do a be back. So a lot of times we'll have more percentage of clothes on, on people coming back just to offset the previous experience they may have had. Yep. Yeah. I really like that. And I think that the fact that you, you know, you're offering this assessment for most people, if they're walking into a gym, they want to see some sort of result, right? Whether that be weight loss, muscle gain, tone up, whatever the reason is, okay. they want to see a result. People don't usually join a gym if like, you know, right. <laughs> so by offering the personal training, like on the front end like that, um, and like you said, having your trainers over-educate these people and nurture them and pour information into them, it helps the client see the value in that. Um, because for many people, they don't understand, like if they don't have a fitness background, they don't understand the difference of paying $42.95 a month for a gym membership versus paying, you know, whatever your price is for personal training, which is obviously much higher than that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so by kind of doing it that way, I'm sure you get more people into your personal training program. And obviously that shows in your numbers. Um, you mentioned there, you know, very briefly, some of the things that you guys are doing to advertise and market yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's the most common thing that the most common thing that I hear on this podcast from gym owners is like, that's the hardest thing that they have going for them right now is to get people in the front door and I experienced it myself too because I come in from the industry and I would agree that's the hardest part so I'd like to kind of dive in a little bit deeper to some of those things what what has been the most value valuable for you in terms of you know aiding that growth process 
So it's funny enough, because based on the last question you asked me, this can kind of parallel. One of the parts that we're missing is that four-week callback. You know, we find that most people, if they're not using a facility within their first month, they're going to drop out within eight to, eight to 16 weeks, right? So we're adding that as a source of marketing. And I would love to say, oh, it's automated, but it never works out the way you want it because that person wants to talk to you. So I have another partner who I'm lucky enough to do web design. And so she's creating another page for us that's a landing page to where we can put something on Facebook that says, join now, start today, here's the schedule. Um, these, those are ways that we can build our small group training, but we have had success. Um, obviously word of mouth is so good, but we have had success just partnering with um, physical therapy clinics, um, doing events outside. Um, a, a lot of times we talk about charity, you know, just donating three sessions to these, um, what do you call it, those places that uh, will give those, uh, you, you put a bid on on something and then the money goes to charity. So we just will gift um, sessions or memberships just to kind of have our brand recognized in that in that area. But we don't we don't pick and choose who we do that to. Like we get involved with you know somebody that's a for profit or somebody that's a not for profit. But just trying to stay involved in the community by keeping our brand out there has been super helpful. There was one time where we tried to do a billboard. We had that billboard out there for six months. I mean, we paid an arm or leg out there and we had so many people go, oh my God, your billboard is so pretty. Did it translate to sales? I would not say so. But the brand really was important for us because we've had so many gyms just pop up all over the place. Um, so between finding consistency in social media, that has been really hard. I think we finally have found a place where we can grow on that. Um, we've had people that are trying to do something on the weekend it would come in and take a couple pictures for us and put some fun quotes and you know we really couldn't get any traction on that so then we were doing advertisements in print and then we were doing direct mail marketers and it was just a guessing game so um after a few years we were like okay we are just literally throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks here and we decided let's what, what can we do to maximize our spend to get um to get our dollars back and that's where we are today where we put our focus on social media um, and we are advertising two different things one being specific to membership about 70 percent of our energy goes into membership and then the other 30 percent is for training and now because we're having such a deficit of attracting um trainers if there's any trainers listening to me come on in we pay the best in the area we got a 401k you make your own hours i'm just putting that out there but the reality is is we have had to advertise on on social media and we don't take ourselves too seriously we've had a couple of videos go viral if you've seen the the thieves work out we have ross creations came in here and did like a um <laughs> what do you call those hidden camera shows and you know people were working out and they were training to how to be thieves and you know just these little things we can't always be so serious and one of the things we get into the gym business for is not only to wear our pajamas to work but it's to connect with people and have a good time and we're selling an intangible product that people hate so having that like laugh and and knowing people's names when they walk in the door um just having that hospitality element the, the best trainers the best concierge employees that i've ever had can connect with people because they just know how to just talk. It doesn't even have to be anything major. It's like, how are you, Larry? How's your dog? Like, it doesn't have to be major, but just making that connection with people's lives. We have found that their word of mouth just by connecting with them has surprisingly brought people to our door. And that referral program is absolutely something that people aren't taking advantage of and nobody ever comes up and goes i didn't get my five dollars last month because they see the value and just to be clear we're 49.95 a month which makes us five times higher than four gyms within a two mile radius so people are choosing to come here they're choosing with their dollars and they're telling their friends yeah and so word of mouth like it's always going to be our favorite thing <clears throat> it's free and <laughs> yeah. if people are talking about us like generally that means we have awesome staff like friendly staff and we have a great service that people want to talk about. They want to tell their friends. They want to tell their kids, teachers. They want to tell their barber. Yeah. 
Um, and that feels pretty good when we're able to grow through word of mouth. When we look at kind of projecting that growth with word of mouth events, things like that, it's a little bit hard because we don't know the rate at which people are going to talk. We don't know if we donate yeah. to X event, if that's going to be enough for us to get a client. The brand right. awareness good because again it's going to get people talking but it's very hard to project so it's good that you pair that with something else and it sounds like you guys have paired your word of mouth your community involvement with the social media side of things and you're running two different are they ads that you're running or how does that work yeah we've got sponsored ads Okay, so you're running two yeah. different ads on um, Facebook, on Instagram. Is there ebbs and flows with that? Or do you find that it brings in a pretty consistent like base of leads? God, well, I did mention we're a very seasonal area, did I not? Uh, so <laughs> we're in the ebb right now. Um, going into our season means that all of our snowbirds come down and they... <sighs> Oh, we have a very affluent area. And so a lot of times people come down here when they do, this is their second home. And that allows them to have um, kind of a checklist of things that they need to accomplish when they come down, uh, you know, like, um, you know, call the plumber, get a dentist, go to the gym, sign up to a gym. So it allows us like an at bat. So we spend the last two months just gearing up and programming what we're going to throw out there into the market and so we have definitely most definitely been in this lull and we do this every year we <laughs> every year we have to trick ourselves into going it's okay and then we're back on top of it so um I don't even remember what the original question is but I will tell you that no, 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 no. Uh, that's a that's a really good point and I think like in this industry, naturally, we have a lot of seasonality and being yeah. more so that we are living in an area where, you know, people move here for like six months of the year and then they leave. Yeah. Um, it makes it even more different, I guess. Um, and there's even more seasonality there. Uh, outside of the seasonality in the business and the difficulties that you've experienced with hiring post-COVID, what would you consider to be your biggest business-related challenge? I was not expecting as much competition that moved in, um, you know, and, and also wearing so many hats. My biggest challenge is not having enough time um, and personally balancing and having a life in between there and having emotions because, you know, I, I, I hear this where people get to have bad days, but you don't have a bad day when you're in hospitality and in gym, you're not allowed unless you're behind closed doors. So um, the biggest personal challenge is obviously finding that work-life balance, but the biggest challenge in the business itself um, has literally just been staying on, not giving too much attention to the thing that is the, the squeaky wheel, if you will, Stay, paying attention to what we need, what we need to prepare for in advance. Like when we talk about marketing, it's staying ahead of, it's staying ahead of um, kind of staying ahead of what is happening you know right now and not being a part of just all like the getchy reactiveness so being prepared is is super hard and just wearing so many hats like I had no idea I was going to be a plumber I had no idea I, I was going to be painting floors and going to be talking to people and, and, and about really intimate things and I, I have to say one of the most difficult parts and that as a business, I didn't realize that, that it, it was happening to me when I was working in a corporation was that there's two lines of customers. Yeah, you have your obvious customer that's coming in the door, but your employees are you. So if you're not giving them the emotional support and giving them that backing so that they believe in what you're doing that's bigger than them, they're going to go, you know, and there's so much turnover in this industry that if you're not making them feel like they are a part of something that's bigger than them, and if they're not there, they're going to be missing out, then unfortunately, they're going to go. And it, you know, the beautiful part about being a trainer or having, you know, your own craft is you can do it anywhere. But if you choose to do it here, I can promise you that you'll be the most supported. And that part is so multifaceted because if the music isn't the right way, I mean, it could set somebody off completely. So <laughs> having that delicate balance between having your customers, your both internal customers and your external customers being happy, I had no idea it was so delicate. And I wish I would have known that prior, but we've had some pretty good learning experiences and we've lost some people you know and if you don't if you don't go through that loss and learn something from it then we're doing some things wrong you know yeah 
you, you there's a lot of good, good pieces <laughs> of information in in there um and so you know you mentioned a little bit that you're wearing a lot of hats and there's kind of a lot that goes into that um my question to you is what would you foresee like your role being in this business as it continues to grow and evolve wow okay so this this is fun because my favorite part of of being in the gym business is actually working with one-on-one -on -one with an individual. So knowing that, um, I would never want to let that go unless the other side seemed more appealing. And that would be to duplicate myself, to educate you know, people to do more. And also I am not adverse to bringing people in that are different than me so that I can learn from them. So what I'd love to do would be to automate a lot of what we do. And, and we actually have changed gears to do that only out of necessity because we haven't had enough people. So we've had to automate a lot of things. So if I had a magic wand, I love that question. The magic wand question, I would love to duplicate um, duplicate what we're what I'm doing and what some of our more, more successful trainers are doing and utilize that to have another facility that we can have more, you know, more offerings, more profit centers, having these additional the additional square footage um, in our facility. We have about three 10 by 10 spaces that we've utilized to create more profit centers. Um, we haven't really had too much success. I'd love to be able to have a set space that would be dedicated to have some boxing, to have um, you know more diverse. We have we're not catering to any crowds for childcare, which immediately puts you know puts a lot of people off just you know for ease of use. Um, so you know having the additional square footage alone um, would be great, but having to offset it, you know, with bringing in additional revenue, that would be something I would dream to do. So just having more, having more of me, having more time, having more, more of everything. And I think, you know, through osmosis, you know, financially getting all of that balanced out has been the biggest problem, but, you know, we still move forward and we have a 10 year lease, which gives us the ability to say, what are we going to do next? You know, in year seven out of year 10, we go, okay, what do we really want? And so we've been asking these very hard questions, both me and my partner, and, and we have another partner that's come on board and, and we're game to, to, to pivot and find a place that we would be freestanding, but, you know, to not be in a plaza that, you know, I don't, I don't know who's listening, but we're in a public plaza, which is a, a major grocery store in Florida. So having that foot traffic is really nice, but it also caps us. And since we're in a more affluent area, I mean, we're paying a lot of money for not as much space as we could be having. So what we would love to do is to have our own free standing space that actually has, um, you know, ease to get to, not in a warehouse. Yeah, of course. So obviously, you know, we can never duplicate you. I don't think there's <laughs> out there for that yet. Uh, <laughs> but what do you feel like it's really important for you to focus on right now? to make, you know, bigger, better, more down the road a reality. What do you mean? Give me more. So, so like what, what needs to be like some of the areas that you really need to focus and hone in on as you guys continue to grow? Oh, I understand. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that we talk about is, is that missing price point. Okay. So our membership base is 4995. Our, um, PT or a personal training one-on-one -on -one client average price point is about $2,300 on that purchase. What we're finding is we're missing that two to $300 price point to make it more attractive. And we see this giant growth in the industry for small group training, which <laughs> when COVID hit, we were like, thank God we don't do small group. Um, <laughs> but now we're like, okay, people just can't afford that one-on-one -on -one even though they want it. So having a more intimate group and having some consistency in the schedule for training so that we can duplicate that. Um, jumping on the bandwagon, you know, it's not wrong if you do it right. So we're working on that right now. Um, and that's going to give us a lot more leeway to grow just in that front. So that would be what I would like to do next. And I see my, my partners are on board to do anything that's going to grow the business, you know? Awesome. I love that. Um, the growth mindset is always like really appreciated. You wouldn't believe like how many times that I talk to gym owners where it's like, they've been doing the same thing for 10 years and they're just happy there. 
And I think it's so important to just like have that growth mindset and be open to opportunities that will grow your business and better serve your clients. Um, Everything that you're doing is going to provide more value for your clients and change Mm -hmm. more lives. And I don't know about you, but I definitely don't hate changing lives and making money. (laughs) Right. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a partner who is, he's such a creative thinker, but he's financially mined. Um, he is definitely constantly challenging my thought because I know I'm the, I'm the happy one as he says like oh everything's everything's so wonderful and then you know, me as a boss I'm like why am I always the bad guy so having that partner that's gonna be like yeah no here's the numbers we're talking numbers um, it keeps me grounded you know even though I don't I'm sure there's people listening out there right now that's like oh god a partner yeah we've had our challenges but um, you know seven years later we kind of know the ins and outs and it is nice to have somebody that you know keeps you grounded so yeah I would do the same thing if it kept me happy, but he's like, no, we're keeping going. Let's do this. So. Yeah. The balance is good to yeah. have somebody on your side who kind of pours in, <laughs> pours in. <tea. laughs> um, so it was really great hearing your story today. Um, I would love for you though, to share your social media page or your website, wherever our listeners can go to follow along for your journey. Absolutely. I would love that. You can find us at jimsrq.com and that's G-Y-M-S-R-Q.com. That's actually our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, We have some funny videos on there if you'd like to check us out. Um, But uh, I mean, that's the basics. And we have a pro fighter here who's going to be fighting um, Paul Walters. If you see him out on the circuit, he's been running around. And if you're broken, come on down. I mean, we'd love to take care of you. I love it. Thank you so much for being here once again, um, sharing your insight on the industry and our listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Trista Long with Green Fire CrossFit out of Pennsylvania. Trista, what is going on? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? Happy Wednesday. Feeling great today. How about you? Always good. Always good. Trista, we are excited to have you on. And I think we're ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on here with Green Fire CrossFit. But, you know, first, we want to kind of take a step back here and go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective, right? So in your words here, Trista, how would you explain Green Fire CrossFit and what you folks do? Okay. Um, I think we are very much community oriented. What we do here, um, the, my favorite part about our CrossFit affiliate is that everyone describes it as we, us, and ours when they talk about our gym and our community. Everyone backs each other. Everyone's super supportive. So one thing for me that was super important was building a community. Um, there is so much behind the um, power of inclusion finding a place to fit in. And I think a lot of us, we step out of high school and college sports and we're like, we don't have that community anymore. And that's what I wanted to bring here to the area. And um, our day to day is everyone comes in in the morning, morning class is kind of like the the biggest crew. 
they come in, it's the same people, professionals pretty much in the morning, and they really are just all about the spirit of CrossFit. So day-to-day um, -day operations, I have a morning class and I have an evening class and I have like a, a small intro class for getting people in the door to try weightlifting, especially women that have kind of are intimidated by walking into a gym by themselves. I call that classic night and that just kind of kind of just to light the fire. And a lot of times it slides them into the next class. I love that. I love that. That was a great explanation. I appreciate the thoroughness and the depth of it. Um, and so I, I think oh, we're going to start with this first question and it's a bare bones basics here. Trista, how many members are you serving currently? I think we're about 25 to 30 right now. Okay. And so at that mark, I mean, I always, I am always curious because I think every gym is different, right? Whether you're a traditional gym, a CrossFit gym, a studio, but for you guys, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? The best method that we've had so far has been word of mouth and um, Facebook. Facebook ads and Instagram ads have really worked for us. We've tried our local newspaper and it, it's kind of a dying thing in the area. So pretty much word of mouth and uh, testimonials from our members have really gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I think referrals are obviously a thanks to your fulfillment, right? I mean, when you can yes. provide a good service, people are going to talk positively about it. And I think it's inevitable. So that's awesome. And I think, I mean, I'm kind of curious for this one too. I mean, if you're at that 25, 30 mark here now, I mean, hypothetically speaking here, of course, I mean, if leads, clients, all these things were unlimited, how much higher can you go? I, that's a good question. I was actually just talking about that today. Um, I think that we have potential to add more classes. We're finally starting to see the college kids. We're in a college town. Now that I think the pandemic is in our uh, rearview mirror, we're starting to see them filter back in. And that's been a really big, um, that was a really big block for us with getting new people in the door just because everyone was really afraid to get sick, to get COVID and being indoors. And I think our best fight against being sick is doing what we're doing and doing the physical and the mental health of um, being in a group setting and doing the workouts. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed a hundred percent. And I think even I, I was and prior to this, I was in New York and I, I can say that hundred percent people were afraid to go back to the gym a hundred percent. And I was at a CrossFit gym as well. And I, I noticed that even people who I've known for years who were going there, even prior to I, when I came they were like, oh, we can't, like, I'm not ready for it. And I was like, wow, it's a shock. Cause I know, and I, a lot of the viewers know as well. I mean, you know, obviously, first and foremost, that CrossFit is literally a second family. It literally is. I don't care what anybody says. And it's for them to take away that third home, right? You have your work, your house, and then the gym. I mean, it's not like they, they're, they're doing it reluctantly. It's not like they don't want to go back. I think it's just people were genuinely afraid. Um, and I mean, hey, I, I agree. I, I think it is in the rearview mirror finally, and I hope to – I hope you guys, I think you guys are definitely on the right trajectory here to get back to where you guys were. If, if, if I'm obviously, and I'm kind of curious, actually, that was, that was kind of funny that the next question here is, is how, how far are you from your pre-COVID numbers? Um, we're our retention. That's the one thing about this community is our retention is good. Pretty much if we get you through the doors, you're going to stay. Um, so we've got back to our numbers, but the college kids, they filter in and out throughout gotcha. Gotcha. the semester. Okay. Perfect. So that's, it's that's getting good. them finally back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut out there a little bit, but yeah, no, hundred percent to get them back in, I think is, is the biggest case here. And I think that's such a benefit when you have that, that you know that you have that benefit in your college town, right? That you have kids who can come in, especially right now, school's going to start next week here. I mean, started first over here in Florida already, but next week, I know at least um closer up by you guys, it's going to start a little later. So you should be ready for that, that big influx for sure. For sure. <laughs> And so, um, I mean, now, and I know this from being a personal trainer, I know having anywhere upwards of 10, 20 clients is a lot, right? And if you are a one, a one woman team, which I'm not so sure if you are here, but how do you manage the tracking, right? How do you know when somebody just started, somebody's looking to cancel, how long they've been with you? How do you track that? How do you handle those numbers? So I track through, um, I use Square as like how I track my sales and leads and how I do my invoicing. So that does a lot of that for me and it shows me the leads and the drop-offs. And I also, um, our website helps with that, like the leads of people coming in and message. Um, and a lot of it, since it is small, uh, if someone doesn't show up for a couple of days, 
I'm messaging them, I'm reaching out, and I'm kind of doing that. Um, I think in, in the future, we could probably do it better as we, as we start to expand. And I do have one trainer, he, he coaches a couple of classes for me, but partic- uh, I'm pretty much do most of the classes. Yeah, the main, the main coach over here. Yeah, I gotcha. Understandable, right? And I think, I mean, and, and that serves well. And, and I think it, it's, it's, it's like a, a double-edged sword, right? You know, being an owner-operator, I think it's, you'll love what you do. That's why you started what you, what the gym here. But Absolutely. I think obviously, you know, eventually you get to a point where you kind of need to focus more on the back end stuff. And I think when you're in that nice in between, I feel like you're in that in between right now where like you can balance both, but it's like, I need, I need some, I need someone to yes. take care of this for me. <laughs> so um, totally understandable. And I, I can see that you're, you're, you're progressing there to that place where you, where you, you deserve. Right. And I think getting to that, that yeah, I feel like for a CrossFit, especially being that 50 mark. It's definitely a comfortable place to be. And I think once you get past there, it's like the rest kind of follows because you figure it's, it's, it's a method to the madness, right? And I think right now, obviously, more volume, more foot traffic, and it'll be in no time. So awesome stuff there, Tristan. I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer-winded question here. Okay, so bear with me on this question. If you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Okay. But a good question in itself, a good self-reflection question. So, you know, Tristan, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Trista, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Uh, I could definitely improve more on marketing. That is something that during COVID, I was a little bit afraid to market. Um, When we were going through that, that was something that was scary for me because you saw a lot of backlash when people were promoting and trying to get uh, people into the gyms when there's a pandemic going on, um, even when we were allowed to reopen. So I backed off from that a lot and I just started doing it again. And I think that I'm definitely going to start outsourcing some of that to take that off my plate because that is, it's a lot. It's like almost another job of just trying to do the sales and the marketing. Um, So that's something I can definitely improve on. Yeah, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency there, Trista. I think when you can put, you know, success to the side and still admit that you can improve in certain places. I think that's, that's amazing. It really shows that number one, the person you are and number two, that you're not, you're not taking the bare minimum for success here. There's so much more that you can accomplish. I think that's awesome. I think it's definitely a perspective shift for the viewers, for everyone listening. I think that's great that they can see that you can always improve. So thank you for that. Last two questions for you. My two favorite questions. What's the bigger picture for you? long term what are you trying to accomplish with the gym of course um I, that's a great question long term i am a very much a local community person we're a small town we're a small community and uh, i started a nonprofit out of the gym and we are working with mental health we're focusing on mental health and we're giving people that may not be able to afford to come in a place to work out on a sunday and a place to talk about their mental health and i want to start incorporating that and getting people in the doors that maybe for a cheaper rate, getting them help and working with maybe um, some different groups for kids that don't have the support at home. So I wanna kind of get more involved in the community and getting people in here that may not have the resources that all the other members do. And I think long-term, I definitely want to, I wanna add more classes for my members. I wanna have a little bit um, more freedom for them to come in in different kind of classes, like endurance classes, stuff like that. We have a we have um, some competitive athletes, so I want to open the doors a little bit more for them, and eventually make this like a full time gig for me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's awesome, and I think you definitely will get there. And I have one last question, my favorite question. If you could go back in time here, Tristan, when you first started the gym sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym. What would that advice be for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Through owning a gym, you take a lot of it home with you. You have a lot of responsibility to the people that you're serving. Um, 
and you wanted to give them the very best of you all the time. And that sometimes goes home with you. And that sometimes wears on your home life. And I think the thing that I would tell myself is to not take anything so much personal and to also uh, separate work time with family time and to, to shut it down when you get home and to have that family time because that was a hard lesson learned. <laughs> Trista, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out here, you know, please, Trista, I mean, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Sure. Uh, greenfirecrossfit.net is our website. We have Instagram, greenfirecrossfit1, and our Facebook page is just greenfirecrossfit. There we go. Trista, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, I would appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Thank awesome. you. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.